Pastor Louis, if you could come up. And it's great to have, us, have him with us in the service, and I'd like to pray for him and then hand over. Lord, thank you for Pastor Louis and just for what he brings to this family at Hatfield, and we open our hearts to hear what he's going to share with us tonight. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, Kevin. Let me just disturb the furniture for a little bit. I don't want anything between me and y'all, so... When I speak in Texas, that works. Any Texans that we have? No Texans here this year? Y'all good? It's good to be with you this evening and uh, just to have a little bit of time with you. I want to share a very simple, if I can find my message, just here it goes, just a very simple message with you this morning. It was actually inspired by a message somebody sent me a while ago. I think it was from Bethel, and uh, I thought this is a neat thought, and I'm going to reproduce it. So I did give honor to them now, so it's not plagiarism or anything. Did adapt a little bit for our purposes, but the simple title of my message this evening, and I think they'll put it up, is Home or Hotel. Home or Hotel or Home, okay? We'll do it that way around. Hotel or Home. Now, I don't know about you, but I think hotels are great things. Have you ever stayed in a nice hotel, like a four, five-star resort kind of hotel-y place? I think I've got a photo of a hotel that sort of, I mean, come on, come on. Hey, anybody want to go with me? Y'all want to go with me? <laughs> I mean, it's awesome to stay at a nice hotel. When I travel, uh, you know, for church stuff and everything, um, it depends on who pays how nice my hotel experience is. When I go to like American places, if the Americans play, then that becomes a possibility. Pay, then that becomes a possibility. If we pay from here, It doesn't look like that at all. You know, I've stayed in some places, let me just say that, just places, you know, and I'm fine with that. I don't mind wherever, you know, as long as there's just not too many bugs on the bed, I can handle it, you know, it's fine. But it is nice to stay in a very, very nice hotel. Last year I was in Dallas, Texas, and a church, one of the wealthiest churches in the world, I was visiting with them, so they put me up in this very nice hotel. And it's nice. Paul said, I have learned to abase and to abound. Come on. When I have to stay in the, you know, it's okay. But when I stay in a nice place, it's so nice. It's so nice when you walk in and it's clean and crisp. And nicer hotels have new furniture, new paintings. Old hotels have little ships on the wall that was painted in the 60s. And the carpets is like frayed. And, and the bed, you go, oh, I don't think I'm going to sleep on that. And, but when you're in a nice place, it's like awesome. And it's so clean. And it's so nice. And the food and everything smells nice. And you open the mini bar, And there's all that stuff in. And you look at it and you close it. <laughs> Especially if you have to pay in dollars, you'll be poor. You'll have to go find a job at one of those cheap hotels just to pay for the mini bar. But it's like, it's amazing. And, um, you know, just the way they care for you and everything, it's, I, I like it. I'm sorry, I like it. Last year, when we go to Egypt, and I see Darlene's here somewhere, we, there's a hotel that they sometimes put us up in in Egypt, right next to the Nile, on Tahrir Square, and it's a really nice hotel. But it's the most secure place there, so the people there don't like it to feel that we are in a not-so-safe spot, so they put us there. And this hotel, I love this place because of the breakfast. 
The breakfast is out of this world. I've never seen a breakfast like that. They have honeycomb that hangs on a thing. Real life honeycomb. That you go cut pieces of honeycomb and you spread it over your toast. Does that sound nice to you? Little, little fruit wrapped in individual like little um, cloths to keep them fresh. Quite amazing. I love it. It's like so nice when you're in places like that. I love the fact that I don't have to work when I stay in a hotel. I don't like sheets and pillows. I'm a guy that just want to sleep under the duvet. So you know when you go to the hotel, it's got like a million sheets on the bed. You know, it's like layers. It's like some trap that they're trying to catch you in. You get in the bed, and it's tucked in. You feel like somebody cellophane you to the bed. You're just like, you can't move. I don't like that. So I rip off all the sheets, everything I can find, throw all the pillows all over the place. Sometimes it's like a challenge I throw out to whoever's going to clean the room. Now I feel sorry for them. But it's, I can't handle all that stuff. But you know what's so wonderful? When I come back the, that evening, it's all made up again. It's all there. They put them all back, and I take them all off again. And then it's this little game that we play. And they reward me for my behavior because they put little mints on my pillow in the nice hotels even. They say, keep going at it. We love you. You're such a wonderful guest. You know, and every time I get there, whatever I've thrown away, it's all the ice cream wrappers and everything that I bought. It's all thrown away. It's all taken care of. It's so amazing. And you go sit down for breakfast. And, you know, nice hotels, they slip your newspaper under the door. It's, it's like awesome. I love staying in hotels. But I love my home also. It's different when you're at home, isn't it? Your behavior changes a little bit. You see, the problem is, I don't know if you've seen this Mr. Bean clip where he goes and stays in a hotel and he tries to make it homely. So he's got his pictures with him and his frames and he starts knocking nails in the wall of the hotel and he starts hanging his pictures because he wants to feel like he's at home. How many of you have seen, I think it was a town lodge ad with a guy that goes for breakfast and he's got no clothes on because he felt he was at home. Now I've never stayed in a hotel that makes me feel like I'm at home. No matter how wonderful they are, you know that you're in a hotel. And as long as you pay them, They'll look after you. I mean, it's amazing. You can take all your washing, you put it in a little plastic bag, you leave it at the door, the next day it's cleaned, ironed, as long as you pay them, they'll do it. It's phenomenal. But home is nice. When I get home, you know, I can just relax, be myself. I don't have to pay anybody. I don't go sit down and they bring me food normally. You know, normally I get up for breakfast, I go sit at the table, and I sit there, and I'm wondering, now, where are these people that's going to serve me now? And eventually I'll say, excuse me, and somebody will say, there's cereal in the cupboard, and we think there's milk, and normally when I get there, the boys were up before me, perhaps, and there's no milk. It's different to be in home than in a hotel. But I want to ask you this question. When you come to church... And when I mean come to church, I don't mean just come to the building, come to the service. But whenever you engage with anything of church, whether it's in any way, shape, or form, how do you approach that? Are you going to a hotel? Or are you going to a home? Or perhaps even your home? How do you approach going to church? That's a simple little question, isn't it? But I think it's a necessary question to ask ourselves. Because as wonderful as hotel is, and as great as hotel is, there's certain things that it's not really so good at. It's not really so wonderful at. 
I've, I've been on extended trips and, you know, like, you stay in hotels. I think my record is like eight different hotels and it's wonderful and you stay in all these places. But you just want to go home. You just want to go home. You just want to be at home. Because home is the place where you belong. Home is the place where there's something of yourself. There's, it's you. It's your people. Home has something special to it. But hotel is great. Hotel is amazing. And when you come to church, like when you came here this evening, think about it. What was the orientation of your mind as you came here this evening? Were you going, oh, it's going to be so nice. I don't have to do anything. They're going to make the bed for me. They're going to provide everything I need. All I have to do is just sit there. I know at some point they'll ask me to pay something. And it's amazing. I'll tell this. I don't even have to pay them some rate. I can decide what I give. And I'm just going to pay something that I feel I can part with and you know, I don't need. And I give that. And it's amazing. I just come and sit and have a great time. And then I go again. Or when you came here this evening where you're thinking, I'm coming home. Coming to my home. Now, what is some of the key differences, or what are some of the key differences in that approach, whether I'm going to a hotel or going to a home? And I, I think there's a couple, but the, the one thing I want to major on a little bit is where home is different than hotel. And it's this. The focus of home is to grow people, is to mature people. It's wonderful to see Mondi and Siri at the back there with their little one. Now, their little one is convinced that she's living in a hotel. Amen, Mondi. The bed gets made for her. Food gets delivered when she needs. Her clothes get cleaned. Everything is taken care of her. I mean, I would also do. She is so cute. She can, I was standing there back there pulling faces at her, and she pulls the most amazing faces. She can get away with anything, anything she wants. It's just taken care of. Life is a hotel for her. But do you know that if she's 12, 15, 18, she shouldn't feel like she's staying in a hotel anymore? Hey? Is that right? Or how many of your mom and dads allowed you to live in a hotel till the day you left home? How many of you? Anybody? What did your parents say to you? How many often did your mom say to you, this is not an hotel? Did your moms ever say that to you? What did it mean when she said that? When she said, this is not a hotel. Normally that sentence came after you did something. Like what? Or did not do something. Like what? You did not make your bed. This is not an hotel. Or you did not put the bowl in the dishwasher. This is not an hotel. Or whatever you did or did not do, your mother wouldn't just tolerate it. I mean, Natasha would all the time tell us, it is not her mission in life to look after us. She's got more important things than that to do. So it is strange that her expectation on us that live in the home is that we make our own beds. When I get up in the morning, I have to at least make my side of the bed. <laughs> when I'm feeling really Christian, I make her side also. But that doesn't happen every day. It's only now and then. I at least make my side of the bed. Don't let, don't let you make you think that that's a big deal. Because we don't have sheets, we don't believe in sheets. So it's just these like, you know, a fitted sheet and a duvet. That's all it is. But at least I'll do that. You know, I have to clean, make dish, do the dishes. Sometimes I even have to iron. 
Man of God, come on. I have, to, I have to iron not only my own clothes, but those other four scoundrels that live in our house. Because somebody has not got around to teach them to not burn their clothes. But how to iron clothes. I have to make food every Friday night in our family. They all sit there. And they look at me. And they smile at me. And they say, pizza night tonight. Because Friday nights, it's my responsibility. I make pizza. And, uh, you know, make it. Every now and then I get given a break and I can go buy pizza. But normally, I have to make it. And that's my part. And that's our family story. And we've said to the boys, if you end up one day, if you're married and you've got your own children, and if you, the reward for staying close to us because we don't want you to go too far is every Friday night, I'll make pizzas and you can bring your children and drop them by us and we'll look after them and we'll have pizzas and you can go out and do what you want. That's our deal for them for the future. But as they grow up, more and more responsibilities I hand over to them. They don't understand it. They think I hate them. <laughs> they go, child labor is unlawful. It's illegal. <laughs> you know that old line we've all tried with our parents, phone child line. You know, just because your dad says, will you please go and take the leaves out the swimming pool? Or will you, can I dare ask you to mow this, that section of the lawn? Is that a possibility? Is that within the realms of something that you may consider worthy of your attention and time? Or whatever it is, but it's my responsibility within our home to grow our children, to more and more hand over responsibilities to them, to expect things of them, not only chores, but behavior, responsibilities. I mean, last year our eldest got his license. Man, I think they should change it in South Africa to 14. The legal age of driving is 14. You can only drive little 1,000cc one-seater cars, but you can drive. Because you know what it does for a parent? It's like life becomes possible again. Because we didn't have to drive him around, and we could actually ask him to drive some of his brothers around. It's awesome. Now the second one got his driver's license. We'll get him there. It'll happen. But it's so nice that we can pick up the phone and say, listen, won't you go and fetch so-and-so at that place? And it's wonderful we live in the modern age where I don't have to ask him the question, do you know where it is? Because he's got a phone with GPS. So we don't have to worry about that. It's wonderful when we're busy and Natasha can phone one of the boys and say, listen, will you put rice on the stove, so much rice, put on the water and look after it. And when we get there, it's actually done. Wow, it's awesome. And that's what a home is all about. A home is a place where we grow. It's a place where we develop. It's a place where we cooperate and we make a home. Each person that lives in a home contributes towards what that home is, isn't it? Each person, particularly as they grow older. We know when your children's young, you say, I pay for this place. This is my roof. You will do what I say. I don't care what your contribution is. This is my house. But as they grow older, the game changes. Years ago, we used to go buy curtains or bedding for our boys. And it would be so easy. Natasha and I would go, and we would decide what they like, what color they like, what size they like, and we would put it on their beds for them and say, ta-da! And they would go, whoa, it's wonderful. 
but then they grow up. The other day we had to go through this exercise, take two of our sons and to say to them, we're going to go buy you some bedding, new rooms and every, you know, all of that stuff, and we just want to go buy you some bedding. I'm thinking, how little money can I spend here today? Thinking, this is the store that I go for, you know, not those stores. But I forgot something. They have grown up and they have an opinion now. Whether that opinion makes sense or not is besides the point. The reality is they have an opinion. So there we are standing in the store. And because we're all Christians and I'm a pastor and I never know who's in the store with me, I have to behave myself. But there was a moment where I wanted to walk off in a huff at least. You know, like, and just whip myself and walk out. Because this son of mine has so much opinion about what he wants in his room, but I have to pay for it. There's going to come a day when he can have all the opinions he wants. I don't care because he's going to pay for it. But it's the journey, isn't it? That we grow in a home. Now I want to ask you this question again. When you approach church life, you come to church when you came here tonight. Did you come to a hotel or did you come to a home? Because that orientation that you have will have direct bearing on your growth. Now, I'll say something more about that. But let me give you some scriptural backing for what I say. Everything we say must have scripture to it. And that's correct. Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 15. Got it on the screen there. I put it up there so that you don't think I'm doctoring the scripture. It's actually what it says. And he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service. Note that work, work of service. To the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. To a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belong to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness in deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into Him who is the head, even Christ. So let me ask you this question. If the first part of that verse where it talks about apostles, pastors, teachers, if I'm one of those, I'm not the only one here. We have other pastors here. We have other leaders, people that operate in different giftings. But if I just personalize it around me, if, if I'm the pastor of this church, what, according to that portion of Scripture, is my number one job? What is all of this about? What, what are we trying to do here? According to that Scripture, where it ends, you can go to the next slide. I think the, the answer is in the last bit there. That we grow up in all aspects into Him who is the head, even Christ. That we grow up. This is what this is all about. That we grow up. So in that sense, church and home has that in common. If home, one of the big aspects of home, is growing people, developing people, maturing people, church in that way is the same. Church is about growing, maturing, developing people. So let me ask you the question again. When you came here tonight, did you come for a hotel or did you come for a home? 
Because if you came for hotel experience, I hope you'll give us a good mark. Let me tell you this little secret. It's challenging when you lead in a church context. Because we understand this is our job, is to grow people, mature people. But many people that walk through the door, that come and visit the church, come and look, come and, it's particularly this time of the year, it's January, it's time to shop for church, you know, it's time to make a change. People move around and they look at church and everything. You feel and you are very tempted to slip into hotel mode because you want to keep them with all the good intentions in the world. I mean, we can't disciple, I can't mature people if they're not with us. If you, if you don't come to the church or be part of anything we do, then we can't affect you. You can still grow, but we can't be part of that. We can't do anything. We, we can't fulfill that job. So if you come, we're so excited. It's so great. It's so awesome to have so many of you this evening. And it's so lacquer. And I mean, we, we sometimes we're really tempted to just make the bed for you. To just put little mints on the bed for you. Just to, just to make sure everything is perfect according to your liking. We want to do surveys and check up all the time. You know, how are you feeling? How did you find the experience? You know, did you like this? Did you like this? Was it too bright? Was it too, too dark? Was it too loud? Was it too soft? You know, was the chairs comfortable enough? Everything. We, we, we want to make sure that you have a great experience. Because we want to walk with you. We want to know you. We want to be part of you. But it's hard if that's the relationship we have. Now, it's fine. It's great. It's, I say life's too short to be in a church that doesn't work for you. I think it's everybody's responsibility, and it's fine. Find the church. Find the spiritual connection place where you feel comfortable, where you feel this is what God has for me, where you feel I can be part of. And it's great if you get attracted because of it feels so wonderful. But at some point, I think it's up to each of us to go, but now I don't want to go to a hotel anymore. I want to go home. I want to be part of home because I want to grow. If you just go from hotel to hotel to hotel to hotel every week and go to a new hotel because this hotel has got this band playing there and they've got this meal and this special, so now I'm going there and then I'm going to this place and then I'm going to this place and every week I have an awesome experience. You'll have great stories to tell, but guess what? There's very little growth that happens. Because I've yet to stay in any hotel that has taught me how to iron my own clothes, taught me how to make the beds the way they do it, other than the military hotel I stayed in for a while. They seem to think that that was their job. And I know the Year of Your Life guys also. What a rude awakening. Coming to Year of Your Life, it's going to be a hotel. It's going to be awesome. What do you mean make my own bed? What do you mean make my own food? What do you mean clean the house? No, it's not like that anymore. You have, okay, it's changed. Wonderful. No. <laughs> but if, you, if your Christianity and engaging with the church of the Lord Jesus is an hotel experience for you all the time, I guarantee you at some point you're going to get tired of it. It's going to wear stale. It's going to be, pff, this is great. But I'm not feeling like I'm growing. I'm not feeling like there's development in my life. Because you need spiritual roots. You need spiritual people that come as in a, and I'm very careful when I use this word because it can become very wrong in many different ways, but you need people that have that 
parenting responsibility. And they can be your age. I'm not talking about older people. But that have that sense that says, I want to allow you to grow. So I want you to be part of I want you to join in and be part of this home and make this home. Because this church is not me. It's not the buildings as much as they do have an impact and do have a shaping thing in our lives. Ultimately, this church is you. It's the people who call this church home. It's them that shape and make this place what it is. It's the people that have said, I'm not going to a hotel on Sunday. I'm going to my family. And when I walk in the door, there's a bit of a different experience that I, that I expect. There's a little bit of different reaction that I have when I'm with my family than when I'm home, when I'm in the hotel. Because for me, I want to grow. And I understand to grow means to become part of, to you know, what was Skulk saying earlier? What was it about volunteers? If the solution, what was your thing? And now I can't remember. Everything gets solved when you get involved. It's not always true. Some people, they make more problems when they get involved. So. <laughs> just saying, you know, just, just saying. <laughs> but if, we, if, if that's our heart and we say, Lord, I want to be part of, I, then there's something beautiful that happens in our lives in terms of our growth and the growth of the body. Did you notice from these portions of Scripture, it takes a community effort to mature, not only people, but the whole body. Why do we have to mature and grow as a body? Because the world out there needs a mature body that can address things and can be part of things and can see things change. So I want to just say this to you in a very simple way. I don't think my job, the guys that lead here this evening, the morning, C4G, Reverb, everybody, every place that we have, even home sales, I don't think our job is to provide you with an hotel experience. Now, I want to quickly say, that doesn't mean we can be shoddy with what we do. That doesn't mean we don't do excellent work. Can I tell you this? Our home, we will regularly, five or six times a year, have... Evenings where we'll invite 40 to 50 people to our house and cater for them, give them food. Natasha just believes that's a very good way to translate and, try and to communicate kingdom values is you feed people. You just invite them and they come. You know, normally she doesn't allow anybody to bring anything. Normally, or let me say this, she never allows them to clean the kitchen because that's my job. So, you know... But we'll have lots of people come around. But can I tell you, when people come around, even people that we know well and that's our friends, we work hard the day before they come. Our children know already by now. It's normally Friday nights, so sometimes it's making me making pizza for other people. Our boys know by now. It's uncanny how many times they organize things to be away from home on Fridays. Because if we've got people coming, they know. They're going to work. They're going to help. They're going to prepare the house. Sometimes we carry all our furniture from the inside outside and set up tables in the house and make food place for people. Sometimes we carry all our outside furniture inside to next day to just do it all over again. And I've stopped asking why. <laughs> I have stopped asking that question. I just go, yes, dear. Tell me where you want it. The worst is when she tells me, you figure it out. 
That's when I, Gideon, you know that. That's when I seize up and I say, no, don't say that to me. Because whatever I figure out, she's going to say, no, that's not right. Change it. (laughs) Any other people know what I'm talking about? But we do this. But when we have people coming around, because we love them and because we want them to experience the kingdom, we work very hard to make it the best experience. We clean the places we don't clean when it's only us there. Amen? I'm not saying which those places are. So don't come visit us, surprise. Woohoo! And then, you know, but we make food, better food than we eat. It's you go the extra mile for the people you love, for the people. So if I'm saying we, we're not, I don't think it's our job to give you an hotel experience when you come to church. I'm not saying we're not going to do the best we can. I'm not saying we're not going to make this. I mean, the, the worship guys rehearse, they practice to put the best they can. I mean, I've actually spent time preparing for this time. We, we do the best we can. The, the place gets clean. You've never walked in here and all the chairs are just in a pile in the corner. And we say, listen, guys, will you just pack out the chairs? When that happens, you know you're home. <laughs> then you're probably on staff here. <laughs> nah, amen. Or you're in the year of your life. <laughs> then you know. We, we make sure because we want you to feel like you're important. We value you. We want nothing to obstruct you from being able to come in God's presence. But we've also got to be careful that we don't do it so well that it costs you nothing. That you don't have to engage. You see, the, th- the reason why hotel is so great, because if I pay them, they do everything I don't want to do. But you can't do that with the church. You can't pay somebody in your spiritual life, to do the things you don't want to do. Come on. You can't pay somebody. And sometimes that's what we think. Pastor, 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 my friend, my friend is sick and he needs prayer. Will you come and pray for him? Now that's okay. I'll gladly come and pray for him. But if you've been here for a couple of years, at some point I'm going to say to you, hey, have you prayed for him? Pastor, pastor, pastor. You know, my, my, my colleague at work doesn't understand the things about the gospel. Can you come and meet with him and share the gospel with him? I'll gladly do it. Awesome. What a privilege. But at some point I'm going to say, hey, have you shared the gospel with him? Hey? At some point, I have to say, Lord, help me take responsibility so that I can grow. So that I can step forward, not only for my personal growth, but so that the church, the body of Christ, can grow. If you for, forgive me for saying this, but if you for years just attend the church and have never translated church attendance into actually doing stuff, and I'm not just talking about volunteering at church, that's great, and May we always make space, but it's more than that. It's about translating what you learn at church into your life, wherever you are. If, if that's not important to you, can I tell you this? You attending church like you're going to a hotel. Sorry to say that. But that's, it, thank you, it is what it is. At some point, every one of us have to say, I'm going 
to the church, or I'm going to a small group, or I'm engaging with my friends over a cup of coffee, or ever I am engaging with the things of the Lord with other people, I'm doing that because I want to bear fruit for the kingdom. I want to let this reproduce. I want to make my own bed. I want to learn to make my own eggs. I want to learn how to clean so that I can be useful. I can't just pay other people to do it for me. Because it's great if you can do that, but your spiritual life will just not go the places where it should. So that's my challenge to you. Go back to this question. When you approach church, when whatever way, shape, or form that is, are you going home to your home, your father's home, or are you going to the hotel? Behind the scenes here at the church, one of our objectives with any gathering that we put up is to say we want people to come and experience the Father's home. Come in. Take off your shoes. Be comfortable. This is your home. This is not our church. This is your home. As long as you behave civil and look after our stuff and not be ridiculous, then just come. You know, be here. Be part of us. I want you to be comfortable and be at home. But that requires of you also to have that same approach. Because if the bed is not perfectly made, you may then say, let me, let me help me make the bed. Instead of, whose job was it to make this bed? Who did I pay to make this bed? Because you know when I stay in a hotel and I come into my room, 5 o'clock after a busy day and the bed's not made, you believe me, I don't make it. I phone 9 on that little phone that says reception. And with all the Christianity in me, I say, excuse me, dear, can you just make sure that you send somebody up to the room to come and make my bed? Because I've paid for this. But if I go home, I press 9 on the phone. Nobody answers it. That number does not exist. Because nobody is oriented that way. So this is just a simple question and I want you to just consider that. Because I want you to grow. I want you to mature, become strong. I want you to grow up in the things of the faith. And ultimately become somebody that is useful, that is a producer, not just a consumer. That builds homes for other people. Not just go and enjoy the hotel. But can you actually become somebody that builds the home for the next people? Your home. Your office. Your car. Your group at Varsity. Your friendship circle. Can you build a home there? where the kingdom values can be displayed to them. The way you love them, the care for them, forgive them, honor them, respect them. Sometimes talk to them about just life. Can you build a home? Because that's what we need. This city needs people that build homes, spiritual homes. I know the city needs people to build physical homes. But the city needs people to build spiritual homes. But if... Us as the church keep on looking for the hotel experience. We'll never build homes for other people.
but you can build a home for that one friend, for that one colleague, for that one enemy, for that one person that really irritates you can build a home because you receive home and you can grow and develop in that. I wonder if you can close your eyes with me this evening. Father, we just put our hearts before you. And I pray that for each of us, Lord, there would be in us just the desire to grow in you. To become your fellow workers. To join you in the working of the kingdom. Thank you for the hotel times we can have. Thank you for the times that we can come. Even if it's like hospital where we come and others care for us and look after us. And we don't have to do anything. But thank you, Lord, that we don't stay there. We move from that. And we become those that build homes and give care and help others. Whether it's in the church space or whether it's outside, wherever it is, Lord. I pray for that, Lord. For each of us. Each of us, Lord. Strengthen us in that. That desire to grow in you. Come, Holy Spirit. Perhaps right now, just in your own mind, you may say, I recognize that I've always had a hotel mentality. And can I be honest with you? Will you look at me for a moment? I'm interrupting my prayer, but this is important. It's not your fault. It's our fault. It's not your fault that you think that way. It's not your fault that you think sometimes church is hotel long term. You know why? Because we've made it like that as church leaders often. We've created that experience in our desire to draw people and in our desire to fill the churches. And sometimes even in our desire to look good, we've built these experiences and we've offered it to people and we've said, come and just enjoy everything we can do for you. So it's not, it's, my, it's our fault. So therefore, I don't want you to say, Lord, I'm sorry that I ever felt that way. Because it's, but we're trying to change that. To find that balance between giving you just that great experience that allows you to experience the heart of the Father that, is, that makes you feel so important, but at the same time to create space to grow in, to become part of. And it's not always easy. Sometimes we fail this way or that. But that's family. So can I ask you just simply in that, say, Lord, I want to have a home. I want to be in a home. Now you can close your eyes again. Sorry for that. Just close your eyes and say, Lord, thank you that you've provided me a home spiritually. Now if your home is Hatfield, then come in. Be part of us. Learn, grow, join, make this a home. Bring your flavor to this home. If this is not your home, if, if you're looking, then pray and ask the Lord. Say, Lord, lead me to a place that I can make a home. Let me find a home, Lord. A home where my Father is. And right now, I just... I just pray and I just sense in the Spirit to just say to those that are appropriate, welcome to your home. This is your home. This is that place where we want you to behave well, but we want you to be yourself. 
Because that's the only way we can grow. Go further in the Lord. This is your home. And Lord, I pray that for each of us. Thank you for your amazing heart to us as a father. And that you've made a home for us. Not only now, but in eternity. What an amazing thing. I just bless everybody here tonight. and May you experience the Lord's grace and his goodness in your life. Amen.